listening to Indiana Jones in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at the artifacts that make up the world of Indiana Jones. Backstories, histories, and details about some of our favorite characters. And now, here are this week's hosts of Indiana Jones in Character. Hello and welcome to Indiana Jones in Character. In Character. James Dean. <laughs> Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean. James Dean. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And I remember that mostly on their old radio station, Eagle 106. Remember that station? Yes. But I mostly... That is an old song. That's yeah. like a song from the 70s. I know that song. And you know that song. From what? From the 1980s, as recorded by Michael Damien... Who stars as Danny Romilotti on Young and the Restless? Is that going to be a character we're doing? That's how the galaxy soon, Dave. Oh my God! I should do a young. I should do, at least do Victor Newman. Yeah, because Victor Newman was a was a, was great on that soap opera. Man, remember Stop when he did right that now. thing? You know, you know why you should know um, Michael Damien because he that was a oft oft times collaborator collaborator. With Corey Feldman. Okay. Because I think that song was in Dream a Little Dream. It, it probably, like, I honestly didn't know. You, you said it was, like, an older song before the 80s? Yeah. The, that, the Michael Damien is a cover. Oh. I, I probably thought that was the first time it was ever written and recorded. No. And released. Michael Damien is not a songwriter. He's barely a person. <laughs> why, is he, why is he barely a person? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I'm... I'm we haven't even started talking about Indiana Jones. I love <laughs> The Young and the Restless. You, is that your favorite soap opera of all of them out there? Oh, my God. There is no comparison between everything else and The Young and the Restless. I was more it's, General Hospital. I watched that after school back in the day. Forget that's not even on anymore. What's young and the Restless. On? I don't think General Hospital is even on. Young and the Restless just celebrated its 50th anniversary. Just <laughs> crazy. And there was a primetime special, which I watched. Oh and I God. remembered everything. I've been watching this since high school. Dude, and Danny Romilotti played a rock star on the show. And every once in a while, Michael Damien comes back. Yeah, and he's like old now. He's got to be. He's got to be in his late 60s. And he, and he who did he, did he play himself or he played somebody else? No, he plays Danny Romilotti. And who's that? Is he a doctor? No, he's a rock star in Genoa City. The, so the city's name's General City. Genoa. Oh, okay. Okay. Fictional Genoa City. I okay. believe it's in Wisconsin. Man, that makes me want to watch it right now. <laughs> it's on twelve thirty on CBS. On CBS? No, I, 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 I don't. I was just General Hospital, or maybe all my children, whatever, whatever was on ABC when I got home. My mom was watching. Right. All right, well, I didn't mean to steer this what away. If, from yeah, me. what if people already turned this off? I don't blame them. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to, to say this, that this episode, here's, I was, my new thing, I was putting like a little joke or like pun in, in the opening. Ready? Yeah. This episode is a heart stopper. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 how long have you been working on that? On the way home from Olive Garden, <laughs> I was Just like, get the breadsticks. You, yeah. Can you eat? Can you eat that breadsticks and salad? I had a breadstick and a half. Yeah, those are good. Those like are crack. great. I had a salad. I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm, we're not even to my who were who were doing it. Kelly loves Olive Garden, and we hardly ever go down where where Ugh. one's at. I know. Yeah. I am Horrible. not a fan. I could. I hate, I don't hate. I'm not. If I had a choice of food, um, pasta sauce is on the bottom of my list. I'm not a big spaghetti yeah. fan. It's barely, and it's barely Italian food. Olive Garden is just diarrhea. It's pre-diarrhea. It's <laughs> diarrhea waiting to happen. Oh, this episode, <laughs> this episode is not sponsored by Olive Garden. <laughs> they have if a kick-ass. constipated, make a reservation. <laughs> I love, I, I love their salad and breadsticks. Fucking beyond belief. The salad though has gotten shittier. There's not enough dressing that the you know, hot pepper piece or pieces are gone. The, the pepperoncini. Yeah, it's not in there anymore. Oh, it is. It's, oh. it's, it's lettuce, some onions cut up, and a and tomato cut in half. No black olive? Oh, yeah, and two or three black olives. 
those pepperoncini, I could eat them by the fistful. Oh my god! Yeah, and so I, so I got, I got that, and then I have make your own pasta. I don't know what they, um, rigatoni. I think it was the round ones with um, Italian sauces, which wasn't bad. Because I gotta have some kind of meat in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sausage or meatballs. You know, something that looks like a penis or or testicles. <laughs> That's that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're with me, it, I'm putting meat in my mouth. Good. Well, it gave you time to think of your heart. Of my heart, heart stopping. Heart stopper. Yeah. This is a real heart stopper, all right? And now now all that's right. a hint of who we're doing. Mm-hmm. And or his, they could have just read the title of the podcast that they clicked on if they're still listening. Th- this is true. Yeah, Matt, don't don't put all my children or whatever it was, young and the restless, as the you know, <laughs> as the caption. Mm-hmm. But this guy's name, first name, Sacrifice, last name, Victim. <laughs> yes, Sacrifice, <laughs> Q, Victim. This but, is, the, this is the second character that we've done in a row who didn't have a name because the last one before we did these best of fives was Pilot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're down to people that don't, they don't care enough to give them names. Is there like a mailman on one of these soon? <laughs> Maybe. So everyone knows what we're talking about. It's the sacrifice victim in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom that gets his heart ripped out. So um, any thoughts before I tell you what I know? Well, I, I know for a fact that you do a great impression of him going down. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that because I know what he says. Um, we we talked about seeing this in, in, in middle school, which shocked you know teachers and people who... Don't watch this kind of shit back in the day, I guess. Um, that's I don't know anything else. Like, there's nothing really. I don't know how his heart, his um, the chest and his, and his, the hole in his chest, you know, seals up. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about that. I'm looking forward to it. This, this is this is exciting because there is some stuff, and the stuff comes from the man himself that was the sacrifice victim. Um, he has some pretty interesting things to say. Is he still alive in, in real life? Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about him when we get there. Um, okay. But uh, there isn't a backstory for this character, as I'm sure you're not surprised. What you see in the movie is is what you get. What right? is basically what happens. The only thing that was in addition was that Indy. I mean, Indy is watching this with with uh, with I almost said Marion uh, with <laughs> Willie and short round from that high, you know kind of vantage point right and he sees it and indy is amazed in fact he says something like as he i mean the the heart is ripped out the chest seals and i think indy says he's still alive like he has a line that talks about his amazement um the only retconning that goes on after that is after they leave there and i don't know exactly when this happens because there isn't a lot of time but indy makes a detailed journal entry in his journal, which is in his satchel about what he saw and that he needs to study it more. Cause it has to be new. Like he never saw this happen. Like it's, he's probably going, what the fuck does happen? How's this guy alive? Yeah, exactly. He, he writes a note to himself to research scientifically and medically how a person can survive without a heart in their chest because he's never seen anything like this before. That dude, that's scary. That's a he. He's that's this is scary to even write that write that in your book, right? Right. So and, and everything else is what we see. I mean, you've already mentioned the um num shabai um num shabai um num shabai. <laughs> that has a translation. And please um, tell me, means like holy fucking shit, holy fucking shit. <laughs> well, it's it's loosely translated in Hindu. It's a Hindu mantra, and it means adoration to Lord Shiva. So he's praying for his life. He's he's, okay. he's 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 praying to his God. Um Um Nosha Um Nama the, the 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 literal writing out of his Um Nama Shavaya. So it sounds when he says it, it sounds like he's saying Um Nam Shavaya, Um Nam Shavaya. Yeah, but he's yeah, saying yeah. all that, he's just saying it quickly. Um on the set, and one of the things we're gonna talk about is the cultural insensitivity of this movie. Yeah. Because a lot of this stuff has come up, and we mentioned it in the past, but I, I've read a f- few articles in the last few days about it. Um, the man that is in the cage is an actor, um, and his name is 
Nizwar Karanj. He's uh, a British stage actor that um, happens to be an Indian guy. Um, and he did a lot of stage work. He never really made the jump to anything else. Um, I think he had read maybe for one other Spielberg thing. And it just didn't work out. And from all the articles, and I don't know if this is, I wouldn't even say sour grapes or this is his justification. He seemed like he was happier being a stage actor anyway. So he's so he's not in Bond and Superman? No, okay. he's not in any of that stuff. Okay. Um, I looked up his credits. He does have credits on IMDb. It's nothing that we've ever heard of. Does he have so, names in those movies? <laughs> yes, he does. Like Bob Frank? Okay. He even said, and I've read a couple articles with him because people have interviewed him over the years, um, that for this movie and other movies that he's been in, even though he's an Indian man, they didn't think he was dark enough. So he, in Seriously. his words, they browned him up. So <clears throat> even this man who is an Indian man, they made his skin darker and things to make him seem even more Indian. And wow. he said, now thinking back on it, he's kind of like, he, you know, it's kind of, it's offensive to him. But at the time he didn't really think much of it. Um, but in a way that's another sort of, I mean, is it, is it really, what's the, what's it's not, it wouldn't be blackface, but whatever the term would be. Um, yeah. He, he now is like, yeah, that was kind of shitty. Because but I guess he, he just did it because for the paycheck or, or for money or in the, or, day in the movie. Know, I, yeah. So, I mean, it, at the time he was like, yeah, yeah, fine. Um, but now he's kind of like, yeah, that was, that was kind of, that was kind of uh, crappy. So, and that's they coming from like Spielberg, who I don't know, he seems so like he understands that kind of stuff. Like that he wouldn't do it, but maybe mm-hmm. back then, I guess he just did, didn't think about it or just didn't. I don't know. I don't think he thought about it just based on what the next thing I'm going to tell you. Okay, this man, um, this Nizwar Karanj, didn't know anything about what was going to happen to him until he got there that day. Okay. He knew that he was going to be in a Spielberg movie, and he was like, "Yeah, sure." You know, and I told him, "I can't blame him for that at all." Right. I don't, yeah, I can't blame him for Spielberg. Okay, thank you. They told him to show up, and when he showed up, they immediately made an entire plaster cast of his entire body, and he was still kind of like. <laughs> just going with it <laughs> still didn't necessarily know what was happening and then he said he got to the sound stage and it was the stage with the skull and the stones and you know uh, and amrish puri there you know like and he was like it looked as cool then as it looks on film and they strap him in this cage and they just right there on the spot worked out this scene Spielberg came up to him and said, okay, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be lowered into a pit. It's going to catch on fire. This guy's going to rip your heart out. Um, <laughs> and <what> action. Was- <laughs> right. Basically, that was it. The guy got a quick run through, and let's film it. And by the way, what would you say as an Indian man before that was about to happen? So the actor said, I would say something like adoration to Lord Shiva. And he was like, how's that sound? And he said it, and they checked with with Amrish Puri for just like a second opinion. Yeah, and he, he gave him a thumbs up. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, that's his line. So he wrote his own line. He wrote his own line. Oh my god! He wrote his own line, which is praying to God that he was about to die. They checked it out with Amrish Puri to make sure it was, you know, cohesive with what they both thought as far as translation uh, and things like that. And they both gave it a yippee yippee. <laughs> Did they really and, say that on the set? <laughs> Steven, and let's, yippee! And let's film it. Yeah. So that was basically it. That's um, cool. I find that I find that incredible. That, that, that something like this in a major Hollywood movie, that's how that worked out. Almost like it was just so easy. Like Almost like there was no pressure to, to make this movie or film this scene. It's just winging it, and it turned out perfectly. Right. That, that's cool. Uh, I, I found the I found the backstory of that pretty fascinating. Um, there's been a lot of talk over the years. Um, Kathleen Kennedy herself has even said that this scene 
and we've talked about this a lot about this helping to create the PG-13 rating, right. that it was this scene specifically along with the microwave scene in Gremlins. Of a, of a gremlin getting newt? Yes. That, yeah, but that's, that's not real. Well, I guess neither one's real. <laughs> True. <laughs> but you know the scene. Yeah. Um, Kathleen Kennedy herself is saying these are the two things that caused this, caused the rating. Um, so, you know, I I mean, it was, it was interesting that they were pinpointing this specifically. There's a lot of things in this movie. I mean, the monkey brains or, you know, whatever you want to say, the heart being ripped out was the thing that pushed this over the edge. So it was was PG before that. Then it's then 13 came on board. Correct. This is a PG rated movie. Um, so the guy said it would have been worse actually because one of the other things that they did was they made a plaster cast not only of his whole body but of his face and spielberg wanted there to be they actually did lower the guy into a flame he said he could feel it it was hot he could feel it on his skin um it certainly wasn't what was in the movie but they lowered him over a over thing real fire like, like from way above or something was it fire? yes this was this was dangerous oh my god i thought maybe they would have been like like um like the mcdonald's fries uh warming lights <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I hear you say <laughs> <laughs> whatever that's he, called. He, he has said like he walked, he walked there, didn't know what really what was going on. And within hours was being dangled over fire that he could tell was certainly hot. Um, like so what if little, didn't, he was a little the, concerned. Yeah. What if the contraption, the cage or whatever it was, like something happened, it broke or something like, you know, I can see Tom Cruise doing this, but this guy. Yeah, really. <laughs> Fuck that. Tom Cruise driving off on a motorcycle off that cliff. Right. That's that's insane. All those poor poor motorcycles ruined. You know, every take. The thing that would have made this worse is that with this um, face that they had made, and I believe this was shot, and you can see it um, on a deleted scene. Um, it was his face um, after he disintegrates in the lava. The face is like floating in the lava, and it had glass eyeballs. And the eyeballs like catch on fire and kind of like melt. Oh my god! So that was cut from the movie, but uh, I believe you can see that somewhere. Wow that that would have given an R rating, I guess. Burning eyeballs. Yeah, maybe. And I always hear you. I mean, you and I are big cinephiles to a certain extent. That um, directors will put things in movies that they know are over the top to get them cut. So something else that they want will be left in. Oh uh, um, yeah. 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 There is a scene. It was either Goodfellas or casino. This is the one that always pops into my head that Scorsese filmed. Um, I believe it was casino Pesci torturing somebody and they put his head in a vice and, t- uh, and, yeah. and, and tighten the vice until the eyeballs. I popped out of the head. Yeah. Yes. And Scorsese was like, they're never, ever gonna let this in the movie but if they focus on this i can sneak this thing in that i really want in the movie yeah i remember that now yeah it's brilliant so you kind of you kind of gaslight the sensors in a way yeah yeah which is great yeah it's, it's cool um a couple of the other things that he said in his interview the one that i read that's really good um is that uh barbara streisand was on the set during his scenes because she was in London dubbing the um, soundtrack or some of her lines for Yentl. So, so what did she just, why did she walk on this? Like, why? Like, what is, was she a big indie fan or Harrison fan or something? I mean, I guess if you're a big, big time star and you know I that that's so. going on next door and Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford are there, you go, you go sit and watch them do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, would. I can't, yeah, I, I will be there too. Yeah. Yeah. And also that Carrie Fisher was on the set, um, hanging around, watched them film it. And the guy pointed out that she was wearing something skimpy and every dude on the set was checking her out. I, do you you think this is when they were kind of seeing one of them still? Harrison? Harrison? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Huh. I don't think so. The only, I mean, the only other thing that I saw that was kind of, 
personal on a personal level in reading and i don't think we've ever talked about this is that you know this is certainly a really dark movie and that one of the reasons it's so dark is because both spielberg and lucas were going through dark times in their life yeah i heard that too um i think spielberg or lucas was getting divorced from his first wife at the time and spielberg had been dating amy irving yeah and had re started dating her again during this movie and all they were doing was fighting so he and kate capshaw weren't together yet he was with amy irving still uh, that's weird. I always thought he was, I don't know, like, single or alone, and that's how they he, he met her on the set, and that's where shit um, clicked kind of thing. I think it clicked after that because he was really unhappy with Amy Irving, who, I mean, other than Carrie, I mean, what, what, what the hell else has Amy Irving done? I'm sure there's things. Is she, help me out, she's not the voice of E.T., am I right? Does she, no, the voice of E.T. is some old lady. Does she write E.T. or help write E.T.? Why is her name and E.T. connected? Um, her and E.T.? Yeah, I don't know why. I always thought she had a part of E.T. or had something to do with E.T. Mm, I, I could be you, totally wrong. You might be right. I. Uh, it's not It's not jibing in my head. Okay. In my head. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the guy... The guy was... He's... he's got a really good sense of humor about it um but he's pretty much left us all behind oh um, man i i would definitely have him sign you know something if you did conventions absolutely uh here's a quote from him this is from the interview okay the first shot was actually me in the cage being lowered into molten lava they had live flames in a pit and a huge big arc lamp shining up at me. So your McDonald's thing isn't too far off. <laughs> All right. Okay. Th- they had a nurse standing by. Really, it was quite a dangerous thing because they had flames underneath me and the cage was being lowered right until I started thinking, it's getting too hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's his quote. <laughs> that's that's uh, fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, he, he seems like a pretty good dude. Yeah. Um, the other stuff about what you were talking about is up for speculation. So I'll okay. tell you one of the I didn't I've never known this as a fan theory. I love fan theories because sometimes they're more clever than what the people come up with for the movie. Right. I don't know if you agree with this or not, but let's okay. see. Um, there is a fan theory that none of that really happens. Molaram doesn't rip out the heart. Nothing that we see happens. It's a mass his hypnosis kind of thing where all of the people watching the sacrifice saw the heart being ripped out and it actually isn't really happening. Now, see, that would make sense if they were all under that blood spell. The black, the black sleep of Kali. Yes. Like everyone, <laughs> the, old, the, the other tribe, the other henchmen who were on their hands and knees uh, and they're just rocking back and forth. Yeah. But Indy, I'm Samarian too, Willie and Short Round, they're not poisoned yet, so but they saw it. That is the the one thing that everyone points out is the hole in this idea. Yeah. Okay. I don't, that's that's done. Next. <laughs> it's not a bad it's not a bad It's not, but if, if unless you're unless if you're in that room and their their heads are in the room, I guess, popping through the little hole. If you're in that room, that room does something to you, almost like like the like the Superman thing. Like, well, I'm in here safe. You lose your powers out there, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing that people say is um, fuel to this fire is that he he does not rip out Willie's heart. He tr- he puts his hand on her heart. But he doesn't do it. At the end, when he and Indy are on the um, bridge now ladder. trying, yeah, He's doing it. He's trying again. He does it to him, but he doesn't rip his heart out. There are people that think he can't really rip someone's heart out. I agree with, yeah, because first of all, you can't just reach in gently. You have to, like, punch it. You have to, like, not that I've ever done this. You got to have force. He just, like, puts his, his middle finger nail in and just carves a hole and then gets the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah, he sees... Unless fucking A, unless this is what Mulder Rams... Like, he's... It's, oh, God damn it. Maybe he's picturing this happening. 
Every time he touches someone's chest and his mind, I have the heart, it's on fire. You know what I mean? Right, correct. And because he's such a showman, he's the greatest showman. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Mulder he, Ram's better than you. You're right. <laughs> he is uh, making all these people believe this is happening. I can see that. But why would Indian and Willie and Shuran right away fall for it? That's that's the that's the mm. the thing in this theory. The other theory that people more agree with is that there is I mean in all of the Indiana Jones movies even interdimensional beings <laughs> supernatural things are happening. So most people agree that the reason that the guy stays alive as he's you know, going down and, and not having a heart in his chest right, right. is that, that this is some sort of black magic that can't be explained. Well, of course people are going to agree with that because there's no ex- explanation. You know, they don't have, I don't know, there, there's no evidence or proof. That it, it, it could be, you know, anything. Yeah, because it's just not explained. Okay, that's it. Yeah. I like the first theory a lot, except for the, for the three stooges up on the thing watching them. That's the only thing that blows that. That's a great theory. Like they're all just brainwashed, and they they're seeing that it's an illusion. The three stooges, whatever they are up there, <laughs> Molarian chimp. As far as the technical stuff that happens, this is what Eric from uh, Effectively Speaking gets into a little more. Um, the mechanical effects supervisor is a guy named George Gibbs. They shot this scene with uh, the heart having electric, like an electric motor in it to make it pulse so like a heart be, yeah yeah so there's a little electric motor in that and the thing that we have always talked about um if you go back and listen to the molar rom episode especially we were talking about how dangerous that would have been for Amrish puri to do yeah and it was i mean he's he's holding that pretty close to his head yeah and it's whatever's burning whatever it is burning there's pieces of it like falling down like his arm a little bit it's a fake arm. Fuck! So if you watch it, if you go back and watch it, and I think I even mentioned this on the Muller Ram one. Once, once you know that it's a fake arm. I mean his his fake. left arm his left arm is behind his back, and they have a prosthetic arm sticking out of the socket where his arm would be holding the heart, which has an electric motor in it that's making it pulse. Um, it's certainly on fire and right near his body, but that is not his arm because it's like wax and stuff all running down the arm. I mean, yeah, he would be, he would like, be, he would have been severely burned. Damn it. All these years, I did. I never once, let me look at that arm closely. Like never really thought that was a fake arm. And I hate to say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. It's a fake arm. So sometimes the easiest explanation is the the best one. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. They tied they tied his arm behind his back and they're experts at what they do. So it looks I mean it looks fantastic. Yeah. Still and, to this day. I mean it's almost like Carl Weathers and Predator. I mean his arm didn't really get blown off. It was yeah. tied behind him. <laughs> and his fake arm was was you know ha- hanging off. That is still that that is still one of the best effects I've ever seen in a movie. Not the arm being blown off, but the f- arm that falls to the ground that is still shooting yeah. the I, machine gun. Yeah. This was just on the other night, and I came home from work, and me and Luke were watching, and that was the moment you know, where, where Apollo Creed gets it. And you're right. like The arm falls, and it's not attached. It's, it's, it's a rubber arm. It's, it's fake. It looks so good, though. It looks so good. And then when he turns, and half is like, it's not like cut in half. It's not like a shark bite. It's like it's, it's, it's wounded flesh dangling yeah. from the side of his body, and then he, it's look. It looks fucking real. Yeah, it's like a it's like chewed off like yeah. brown chuck. And and I knew it, it wasn't it was real when he was in his next movie, Action Jackson. I don't know. <laughs> and he had <laughs> yeah, yeah. he had both arms. <laughs> he had a spare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that is that is one of the greatest. You know, I want. Eric, if you're listening, all right, your next, your next, effectively speaking, talk about that arm, please. I still watch that today, and it looks like a severed arm. Yeah, it does, and the and the bolt, and the uh, I mean, and just it's still like, shooting. <laughs> just, I guess, I guess when you get your arm torn off, you wouldn't die right away. It would just be painful. 
Right. Unless you get it, like, like then you need a tourniquet. But he was. It's a sad scene too, on man. <laughs> he gets, Why? Because it's him. No, it just he just he knows he's, he's dead. He knows he's about to die. He sees, you know, Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yeah. Running invisibly at him, and he's like, just he, he can't he he can't go anywhere, and then she gets you know stabbed, man, you know. He does. Rest, <sighs> rest in peace. Um, what's his name? Dutch? No, that was Dylan. 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 They got you pushing pencils, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, am I the only one on this podcast who watched the the Arnie documentary? No, I would. I, I plan to. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I watched all three th- th- episodes. <laughs> I, I plan to. All right. I bet it. I bet it's really interesting. It is. Each one. The first one was about him and his his pumping iron, you know, and his body shit. Part two was all about movies and entertainment, and part three was all about politics. Cool. It was it was very interesting. Is there a fourth episode about nailing the the maid? No, there's not. And there wasn't really anything he mentioned that, you know, his marriage had problems. Like, there's nothing about what really happened and divorce. He's God, I think he's eighty one or so. he's a like something up there and he's Watching this and they, him talking about what's happening in real time, he looks so sad. She's of him and he has, like, you know, like a pet donkey, like two of them, <laughs> that walk through the house and he feeds them shit. There's food everywhere. He just feeds them and they follow him. He's in his hot tub with a hat on and, and a stogie and just like all alone. It's it's kind of sad. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll watch, I will watch it. Okay, good. I thought it was just me who watched that immediately when it was dropped. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it looks it looks interesting. Okay. Uh, one of the other things that this heart scene did was further enrage uh, countries of South Southern Asia, um, especially India, because they were putting this out there that uh, th- it was just like a negative stereotype of India, the people yeah. that lived around there. Um, so in India. This movie was banned. So it wasn't shown at all. It wasn't shown. And Spielberg wanted to film there, and they told him no. So they ended up having to film in Sri Lanka. Um, but I, 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 the one thing that I read that was the main thing that India uh, opposed yeah. was them using the word Maharaja in the script because that kid is certainly the Maharaja and in, yeah. in Indian culture. That's like a that's like a, a big very, deal. Yes. Um, so they objected not only to some of the stereotypes, but to the use of that word. Um, so they were like, no, thanks. I can see that. I mean, I can, you know, you, you, uh, you think, believe what you believe in, you know? Yeah. They, I mean, it premiered there. Like people got to see it. And then after the premiere, they were like, nope, it's banned. No one is watching this, um, because of its representation of our people. I bet you the Temple of Doom Indian poster is worth millions. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know what I mean? I bet you whatever they had for, on display when that was premiered there is worth millions of dollars. Yeah. One of the other things, and we talked about this a little bit on the Molaram, if you if you like this kind of idea and want to... If you'd like to learn more about Molaram, <laughs> please listen to the Molaram episode. Um, Kali is a real spirit a real god and in this they make kali is this like kind of like demonic um negative thing and in 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 hinduism uh kali is really like the god of um change and okay change, like change could be a good thing yeah. you know hell yeah um so i think it was the 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 hard and sloppy way that spielberg and the filmmakers dealt with Indian culture, they're just not having it. And I don't blame them. Yeah. I mean, that's shit. And back then, like, like nowadays, you could be careful about whatever you say about anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and back then, it wasn't as strong as it is today. But at least, you know, at least Spielberg and Lucas and whoever else, you know, have respect on it, you know? Yeah. Well, as far as all that goes, that's all I got. I That's, do have a game for you, though. Oh, shit. I'm not prepared for this game. Okay. You don't need to be prepared. Okay. All right. 
What's it about? Heart? Heart? Mo- is it? Is it heart related? Yes. <laughs> is it? Is it hearts in movies? Like famous hearts in, in movies? Yes. You're Am I behind you? Yes. <laughs> You're reading it over my shoulder. I went through and I oh, found some good lists of uh, famous times in movies where hearts were ripped out of chests. Oh my god! Ripped out of chests. Yes, I thought of one immediately, specific. but that's about it. This has become a trope in things, and it didn't even include things where people just uh, had some kind of heart issue, like, uh, say, Bill in Kill Bill. Uh, remember, remember, she does that thing that she learns from her sensei, where she can just go like on his chest. Yeah, and it makes his heart explode. Heart attack or something. Yeah, in like in like fifteen seconds. So they're doing their last fight, and she and he's just like. Oh shit! You got me. And he kind of like gets himself kind of gussied up and walks off, and then collapses. Yeah. His heart explodes in his chest. You don't see it. Oh so I'm not God. counting that. Okay. So what I'm gonna do? I don't know. I don't know much of these. Okay. You're gonna know some of these. Some of these. In fact, some of the, this this game has made it easier. Um, but it's my game, so <laughs> I blame myself. Okay. So I'm going to give you two character names. In a movie where somebody gets their heart ripped out, okay, okay? that's that's kind of easier. I thought you wanted to, you would say this this guy did this to, to this heart. What movie? I said, oh my god! No, 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 no. You just have to name the movie from two character names. But um, let's see if you remember these. Like for, I'll give you a couple of warm ups. These are not part of the game, okay? Okay, because they're too easy, honestly. Fuck. So if I said to you, Pinhead. Oh, it's what a hell, movie? Hellraiser. That's all I know. Hellraiser two, um, blood bloodline. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> In Hellbound, Hellbound, Hellraiser two. <laughs> two Someone gets their ch- ch- heart ripped out of the chest. I believe it happens in it. So if it's a Pennywise, you know, yes, you get I know it, yes. Um, it, it it happens. How about this one? The characters are the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Is, Can you guess the movie? I I want to say the Wild Wild West. I want to say Lone Ranger. Is it really the yeah. one with, with, with um, Giant Deb and the guy who eats people? Yeah, Army Hammer. Yeah, him. Yeah, William Fickner. William Fickner at some point in that is the villain cuts his brother's heart out of his chest. Cuts his own brother's heart? Oh. No, I think the Lone Ranger's heart out of his chest and he eats it. Do you remember that part? No. I remember seeing this once. I think that's all I remember about it. Yeah, that happens at some point. Okay. Um, so that's the idea. Okay, okay, all right. There's okay. So I'll give you this is I'm gonna give you this one, I'm gonna give you one name. If you can't get it, I'll give you the other character name, which you'll definitely get it. Okay. But here's your first one. Tommy Jarvis. See? It's not it's not it can't be um it can't be. I don't know if his name was 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 Thomas and the Avenger shit. Um I have no idea. Thomas Jarvis? Tommy Jarvis. If you don't know, I'll give you another character name, which you'll definitely get. Okay. Jason Voorhees. I was just going to say, all right. When you, when you say, is this some Corey Feldman's character? No. Well, it's his character, but it's the grown-up Tommy Jarvis. You know when you play the Friday the 13th uh, game? Yeah. And you're you can be Tommy Jarvis, like yeah, but he's yeah. like an adult. Yeah, that's when this one happens. This is Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Jason rips a heart out. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, ready? I think he, I remember that part now a little bit. Yeah, I think it's when they dig him up. That always seems to happen in in those movies. They kill him and they bury him. I don't know why they give him a proper burial. And two dudes will. <laughs> Un like dig him up at the beginning of the next movie, and uh, he comes back to life. One time, I know they stick a a pole in his chest, and it's like a lightning rod, and, and then Doc Brown comes by. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the lightning brings him back to life. So that might be this one. I don't know. He he pulls the heart out of one of those dudes. But yeah, All but right, yeah, this- but what what's worse, that one or or dog pissing fire on Freddy Krueger's grave? <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes then he comes comes back. Okay. That's pretty bad. All right. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to give you a hit on this, too, because this one's tough. Oh, shit. The same actor played all three of these roles, Maximilian, Preacher Polly, and Guido. 
Preacher Pauly. Don't concentrate on the character names as much, but concentrate on the fact that one man played all three of those roles. Now, the only thing that comes, Nessie, you say the same guy plays him. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the Nutty Professor, but nobody ate, nobody ate or touched a heart. Because Eddie Murphy plays a lot of people in all, in all this shit. You're on the right track. But it's not Nutty Professor. I can't be. Yeah, it's Max Millian, Preacher Polly, and Guido. And he played all three of these characters. Yes, and Guido was like a white Italian dude, and he did the voice. He was like, "Hey, you know, like." <laughs> um, what did he? What did he do? Like Norman? It wasn't anything like that. And you're on. You're getting closer. Oh my Think God. of Eddie Murphy movies where he played several characters where a heart might get ripped out of a chest. <sighs> the only thing is heart related would be like that. Um, I would love to have you for dinner. The um. Vampire in Brooklyn is what I'm thinking of. Heart related. It has to be a heart in that that gets fucked up. <laughs> Final answer, Regis. You are correct. I couldn't tell you he played three characters in that movie at all. Va- Maximilian is the vampire. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, then what? Then he he plays one. Preacher, he plays he plays like a televangelist. Who at some point I think the vampire like possesses or something like that, and then this Guido is like he's like a long haired, he's in white face, and he's doing like this Italian dude. Shall I remember like this isn't a comedy, right? It's a, it was a horror comedy. It was him and Angela Bassett. Yeah, it was it was uh, who was in the Kadeem Hardison was in it. Uh, it's been forever since I've seen that movie. I used to like that movie. I mean, I think it's complete garbage, right? But- but if, if you're an Eddie fan, you know, it's worth watching. Yeah. It was it was one of those trailers where they would go, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy. Oh, my God. In Vampire in Brooklyn. I would love yeah. to have you for dinner. For dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So you're two for two. Okay. Here's your next one. Dr. Silberman. Dr. And S- oh my God. Punk Leader. Punk leader. Mm-hmm. Because if I gave you the real character names, you'd get it in a second. I'm just, I'm being hard on you. I'm I'm admitting it right now. Doctor Doctor Silberman was in this movie and the sequel. Oh wait a minute! You just gave me a, a, a big hint. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is fucking awesome. The way you just said it, he's he's in. He's in part one big time, and when he walks in and asks where Sarah Connor is, he, he checks his, his pager, and he walks out, and in part two, when he sees the Terminator come, come at, come at uh, the T-1000, he has, he's doing a Dan Aykroyd cigarette moment, where it falls, <laughs> dangling from the lip, and who'd you say, the punk leader, did you say? Punk leader. Punk leader is Bill Paxton, this is the fucking Terminator, because Arnold reaps right into the guy's chest and pulls it out. That is an awesome one. <laughs> you couldn't be more right. <laughs> and the guy that is the guy that gets his heart. I, I mean, I saw. I know him. He's guy. in Cobra, right? It's the guy. Yeah, the courts are civilized. Yeah, isn't it, pig? Pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah. He's on. He was on the X Files. Yeah, um, yeah. So that you you nailed that. I as mean, as soon I, as you said the the guy was in the, the, in the original and the sequel, and then the punk leader. I honestly was thinking, which this is close enough. I was honestly thinking like a RoboCop reference. Yeah. I'm like punk leader, punk leader, and I'm like, oh my god, that was an awesome one. I love that his name is Punk Leader. Yeah, that's like I think where I guess the Bill Paxton, James Cameron, you know, shit. Yeah, started on you know totally. Um, here you go. Okay, Hawkeye and Chingach Gook. I don't, Hawkeye is thinking of Avengers. There's no heart moments in that movie. Not not that Hawkeye. I know. And, Hawkeye and, and Ching, Chingachgook. And this is movies. Yes. Then it's not. The only thing I think of is, is the only Hawkeye I ever know is Hawkeye Pierce. <laughs> and I don't. It's not a TV show. Is it the movie Mash? 
This one's this one is hard. Yeah, this one I I don't know. I, I say the movie Mash. The Last of the Mohicans. Oh my god! So Daniel Day Lewis is Hawkeye. I haven't seen that in fucking forever. Great I think movie. it was like wasn't that one of the things like was that out of Dance with Wolves time maybe or something like that around? Uh, yeah. It's, it's it's always like 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 volcano and um, Dante's Peak. It's always two of the same shit out there. But these are two like Oscar winning movies. Yeah, I know everyone loves them. I just I think I saw that one time. All right, here's your next one. Okay, Seth Gecko and Sex Machine. See, the Gecko Brothers. This is um from dust from Dust Till Dawn. You are good. That is that the one is the well the only thing I think of is um. The, the Shaft. Who's that guy? Richard Roundtree. Is this, is this the movie that he has a heart in his hand and he has a pencil and he stabs it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Such a good movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I remember when they, they made sequels with, like, the T-1000 was in one of them or something. Like, I wanted, like, I liked this movie because the first half was a great movie of just them doing shit. And then the second half was, like, it's all about vampires, which was fucking great, too. It really is, like, two different movies. Yeah. Yeah. And both are good. Hell yeah. Um, Sex Machine is Tom Savini. With his, his, his penis gun? Yeah, he's got the right in, yeah. <laughs> um, we've, we've both met him. Do you remember, Seth Gecko? do you remember, that was Clooney, do you remember uh, Tarantino's name? No. The other Gecko I would say like Vincent Gecko or something, something weird <laughs> like that. It was Richie. Uh, Yeah. Seth and is that the movie? <laughs> is this this is horrible? Is this one where he's he's picturing <laughs> this is your your girl, um, Dwight Lewis? Yeah, saying, "Do you want to do you want to eat my blah blah blah? Do you yes. want to lick it?" Okay, <laughs> and like, and they're in, they're like hiding in the Winnebago. Harvey Keitel's the Reverend. Yeah. And he's and she says that to him, although she doesn't really say that. That's just in his mind. And he's like, um, well, uh, yes, actually, I would like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he had he had issues, huh, going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that shit. That was a great movie, though. It is a great movie. Um, all right, and this is the last one I have. There are other ones on here with it, but I wasn't even going to mess with this. Um, it happens in uh, Bordello of Blood. No, oh, my I God, mean, it's been forever. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what like Dennis Miller's character's name is in Bordello of Blood. Yeah. It's holy water, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, my god. And in Mother, which is a freaking trip. Mother? Is that which one's that? With Jennifer Lawrence. Oh yeah. Holy crap. Oh, I th- yeah, I remember that movie. It was so like you watch it and it's over. It's like, what did I just watch? Yeah, Harvey, Harvey Arbard, them. You got, if you haven't seen Mother and you're still listening to this, God bless you. Um, that's a, that's a trip. That's a, that is a mind trip. Um, but here's your last one. Okay. Ending on a good one. Lloyd Christmas and Harry Dunn. Lloyd, that's, isn't that, um, Dumb and Dumber? Is there a heart in Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> yes. Where? When? It's when he's having his imagine. He's he's imagining all the stuff that he's gonna do with uh, Lauren Holly, and they're in the restaurant, and this guys come and attack him, and he starts doing like karate oh my God. and stuff. Yeah, I remember this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, and he reaches in and rips the guy's heart out, and yeah. he's like. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching. It's always on now. Is it Anchorman one or two? I think <laughs> it might be two. Anchorman two. Remember when they all all the the, all the news stations fight? Well, that, that happens in both of them. It's one with with Jim Carrey. That's the second one. And and the part where however whoever how do they die? Like some some kind of like panther or something gets released or something. And the way Jim you know how Jim Carrey Jim Carrey does that. He bends forward, and then all of a sudden he just fucking whoosh, bends backwards and falls. Yes. That's in, the, in, that, in that scene. I crack up every fucking time I see that scene. I love it when he does that. And I used to think that he was the only person that could do that. And I was watching Parks and Rec today. Yeah. And Chris Pratt does that in a scene in Parks and Rec, the one episode I watched today. Like, like identical to it? Yes. Oh, my God. 
he just he's standing flat footed and he just goes Hugush! straight on his back like but like but bends his knees he doesn't fall he bends himself backwards and lands on his back. That's that's hysterical too. Yeah, that 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 Jim Carrey moment in that though. And then then Harrison Ford when he was like coming back, he would play like another one, turns into a werewolf. <laughs> I mean, the movies are so stupid, but they're so much fun. Yeah, the first one's the best. Oh god, yeah. Vince Vaughn. Anything with Vince Vaughn? Oh, I guess he's in the second one. Yeah, he he comes back riding a bike or something and shit. Yeah, there, there's talks for a dodgeball too in the works. Yeah, all right. I'm there. Was that I'm there. That was I got I got I got eighty percent of those. I think you did very well. I figured you would. You're good at this kind of stuff. There's a lot of other horror movies where, where this happens, but there's no way I was going to throw those character names at you. I mean, the ones that I gave you were hard enough. Wasn't there a movie? We always made fun of this when we worked at the theater. I think it was a Jason movie. I think. I think. I don't know. Where somebody eats the heart, like goes nuts on it and just eats a heart. Yeah, it's it's. Um, is, it, is it is it? It's the guy from Rocky Five. <laughs> you gotta dog him, that guy. Yeah. Only in America, touch man, I sue. What is it? A Jason movie? Yeah, it's the one where everyone in the movie <laughs> takes turns being Jason. It was called? It was Jason goes to hell. What if you eat eat part of the heart, you turn into Jason? Yeah, like like it's everybody. Everybody like like at one point he takes that heart. He's like a coroner or something, and somehow <laughs> the spirit compels him, and he starts. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's Jason, and then he dies, and then it goes to somebody else, and goes to somebody else. That's the one where they, yeah, yeah, that's the one where they tease the Freddy versus Jason at the end. Or the the claw comes out of the ground, and takes the mask down, it takes the mask, yeah, and then yeah. like it, like ten years later, that movie came out. Which was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. Freddy vs. Jason? Yeah, 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 It yeah, is a good yeah. movie. Yeah, it, it was fun. Yeah. And then, and then at the end, he winks. Bit-dink! You know, he, it's, he hard, it's hard to mess those move, any of those movies up to me. If you just if you just touch all the bases, I'm, I'm entertained. Yeah, but I was not a fan of the reboot of, of Elm Street with um, the, the little guy from what? Jack Earl Haley. Yeah. He was too small. I didn't like. I didn't like his look, his makeup. I didn't like him at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you don't have to apologize to me. I apologize to anyone out there who likes that movie. No one better like that movie more than the original Elm Streets. Come on. I didn't like it more. I I liked it, but it wasn't better. I um, liked the. I think the story more of him before he became Freddy when he was you know before he was um burned alive and all you know. Anyway, back back to Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, on any list that I looked up for, like hearts being ripped out of movies, this Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was like the number one, and everyone. Oh, it's absolutely. Still, it's still in the zeitgeist as far as this scene. Um, it's become a trope in things, and I think that Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom had a lot to do with that. So. Um, and there was enough about this guy, at least the behind-the-scenes stuff, that I found very interesting. So I hope that you did, too. Well, I remember when he gets sent down, and he burns up and you know, everything, and they bring <coughs> the cage back up. Mm-hmm. It's red. It's like really hot. Right. But when Willie's down there, it comes up, not hot at all, and he grabs it immediately and, and, and unchains her. She didn't get close enough. Flaw! Flaw. Never watch it again. Wow! As I point to the sky. <laughs> oh, and and just one more note on like the the cultural insensitivity of it. I guess they asked recently Kehui Kwan about it, and he defends the movie and says that it it's not fair to label it as racist. So he's also not Indian, <laughs> but so um, <laughs> this is true. But that's where that's where he stands. But and but now he's he's an Oscar winner actor, so now whatever he says, you know, must mean something. <laughs> and I still haven't seen that movie yet either. So, well, this uh, sacrifice victim can add it to the annals of the characters that we've covered on Indiana Jones and character. I was just actually um, talking to Luke today about you know we're really gung we've really been back 
doing episodes a lot lately, okay, for Indiana Jones. Maybe because of the new movies out soon and we were just getting pumped up or hyped up. I told him, do you think, which I didn't do any research, do you think we, the second half of this, of, of second half of life of this podcast, whatever, we did just amount, the same amount of shows we did originally? Or do you think we did more now? You know what um, I mean? It seems like we, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, like, I, I could have went back and looked at the dates and see what we did and how many back then and how many now, but it seems like we, like, it's like... Even Steven, like, there was a while, and he was a character, you know, was just, huh? <laughs> Gone, you know what I mean? Yeah, like a year, year or more at a time. Yeah, 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 but I, I think we, we, this is, and with this new movie coming out, which this episode is going to drop after we already seen it. Yeah. So we don't know what we're, you know, going to want to, you know, think about it. We're going to try to record a little instant reaction thing, you know. Yes. Immediately yes. after... I should just fucking, I should just put the phone down and record everything of us going, ah, oh, oh, God. Yeah, he's <laughs> dead. Something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like during the movie? During, during the movie. There'll be a two hour and 48 podcast of of the whole dialogue from the movie and, and Dave and I, you know, crying, clapping, screaming, That's sleeping. the kind of shit you get sued for. That is true. If, only if you if you heard this podcast. <laughs> well, then we're safe. <laughs> yeah, then we're safe. No one's going to jail. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's this is I, I'm I'm loving I'm loving doing this 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 stuff and all. You know, this is this is I, I told Luke today. I said, you know, like you know, he was like, "What if this what if Dave Dave hates this movie?" I said, "He's not going to like it as much as the original. This is his favorite movie character of all time. Raiders is his favorite film of all time." I said, "This is going to ruin what he likes." You know what I mean? It's not going to say, oh, I'm done with Indy. This is just, you know, another step of, I'll say it, not my favorite. Part one's always the best, you know? Right. Did you, you, I guess, did you rewatch, like, all these now, just to get it all pumped up? Well, I watched them all for our top five shows. Right, and and you you watched them, right, every minute and every second. Yeah, I mean, I set out to kind of scan them, and I ended up why am I scanning it? Just watch it. Did you watch it on Disney Plus or Paramount Plus? I think I watched the first three on Paramount Plus and uh, Crystal Skull on Disney Plus. Do you own these, like on DVD or anything? Yeah, I have the box set. Okay. Do you still have them on VHS tape? No. Okay. I don't have. I don't have anything VHS. Did you? Well, you probably did back in the day, right? Yeah, but I threw all that shit away. Oh, heartbreaking! <laughs> <laughs> it's worthless. I have them right there. I got the original VHS tapes I'm right over there. No, I, I don't have. Them. I, I can't watch them, <laughs> but I have them. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> Dave said, "Well, I'm glad. Good for you." Yeah, I just I don't no, I don't have them. Well. Dave, this was an excellent episode. Thank you for asking today. I got this awesome text. You know, want to do the um, the sacrifice victim? And I yeah. said, absolutely. I'll keep uh, scrounging around for other characters too. Yeah, I mean, it's and then after this this new one comes out, maybe you you can pick a character from there. I don't know. If it's totally. Worth, if it's if it's worth you know talking about, I have a feeling, and you know the answer that that Mad Mickelson guy. Yeah, I don't know why. On the poster, I don't know why. He looks very toadish, and I want to say maybe he's like a toad relative. Hmm. But oh, the way Dave said, hmm. I just said, hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's just it's just how you said it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do uh, Helen Shaw, Helena, right? Is that her oh, name? Helena or Helena? Helena. I don't know. Yeah, I'm ready to do that right now. If you want. What would you say say about her? I'll just tell you the whole Fleabag story, start to finish. I won't even talk about this movie. Why don't you just do like a, a Fleabagging character? Okay. <laughs> don't, okay. Don't have to twist my arm. Well, I I will listen, but I never watch any any episode of it. one. Hot priest. Is that what's called? Yeah, the characters don't have names. I mean, some of them do, 
but some of them don't. You never know her name. She doesn't have a name. I I, I remember you've been through this before. Tell me all about Fleabag. Fleabag <laughs> and uh, Miss Mar Miss what's it called? The marvelous, the marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. yeah, that's good too. But uh, no, some of the characters have names and some of them don't. Okay. Are you? This is this was this is already after we saw the movie. Did you wear any Indiana Jones items for the for the premiere? I said I would wear my hat, my Spielberg I, director's I told, hat. I told Luke that I said he's going to be wearing a hat. He said he's going to have his hat. I did. That's the most I've ever dressed up for a movie in my life. <laughs> I will wear the this the Raiders of the Lost Ark Spielberg shooting hat the hat that they wore on the it's set. A great it's a cool hat i remember when you first it, told me about the hat i looked it up i was like oh i need this hat too yeah it's mesh you know it's like a like one of those like um truck driving hats kind of thing Tr- or trucker hat yeah 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 yeah. well just got right. the patch on it yeah I'll, I'll wear that okay all right because you know we'll all be wearing indie shirts so so, so get ready <laughs> all right we'll take a picture if, if you want to well there's this, this huge imax poster that's there that's that i, I would like to to pose in front of like you know a nerd. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, Dave, thank you. I thank everyone out there for listening. Um, you know, tell your friends. You know, leave a review. Give us your your opinions of this of this you know heart stopping moment. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that's it. And we'll see you next time on Indiana Jones and Character. 